Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Some people will smoke their brains out in a weekend at a pipe show. This guy, it only took him 10 minutes. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine, just fresh back from the uh, Chicago Pipe Show 2022. And uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about that. But in the meantime, let me remind you, you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are in order to listen to this fine show. So if you're not, go ahead and click that off. Uh, Now that you've done that, if you are of legal age, please make sure and leave a Apple podcast rating and review. It's been a while since we've gotten one of those, so that would be much appreciated. Much, much, much appreciated. And remember, remember, it's been a while since I've asked this, so please keep sharing the Pipes Magazine radio show wherever you hang out with pipe smokers or friends or enemies. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated because, again, uh, you know, every year at a pipe show, especially of the caliber of Chicago, I still run into people that don't know about the podcast and uh, don't know about podcasting. So, greatly appreciate that. Remember, new shows come out every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, United States, and they are posted there for eternity for you to go back and listen to anytime you want. So, you can. Uh, Hey, you can even download your favorites permanently to your iDevices. All right, so on this week's show, uh, kind of jumbled up. Uh, one, because I had some recording problems with my little uh, recorder thingy that I took with me. So I've got uh, four responses of impressions of the show of people that I got to talk to and record with on the last day of the show. And then you're going to hear all about uh, my pipe show experience. So, yeah. I'm going to kind of give you a big rundown on it, much more than I've ever done before. So uh, with that, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And, uh, you know, apparently I'm a little tired still. And my <laughs> I sound a little gruff still. Feel fine, but just tired. Uh, we've also got uh, music and mailbag and rant. You know, the usual stuff coming up in the show. In this part, though, in pipe parts, uh, let me make the announcement. Are you ready? Uh, yes, the West Coast Pipe Show is now set for October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd at the Palace Station in Las Vegas. And the name has been changed to the Las Vegas International Pipe Show. So, start planning, uh, start saving, you know, save the date, start saving your pennies, uh, start getting ready for a 
great weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, information and details will come out as soon as they can. We are still building the website and uh, getting all the registration stuff lined up. So is you know just pay attention to me on Facebook or Instagram and uh, and pay attention here and on Pipes Magazine. And as soon as we have those that information ready, you'll be able to book your hotel rooms directly through our website and buy your show admission and all that stuff and see all the see the schedule. Right now, we are planning on the smoking lounge and registration opening up on Friday, October twenty first at five p.m. and going till midnight on uh, Friday night, and then all day Saturday and Sunday by about uh, five o'clock. Well, three o'clock will be done. Uh, room hopping. We are encouraging hotel room hopping. So the 14th floor where the smoking rooms are, we have some organizations and companies that have agreed to get suites or have their rooms open for you know socializing starting as early as Wednesday night and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. But you know that'll be on their own schedules. So again, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be five days. There'll be five days of stuff going on between Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and probably some folks left over on Monday. I am looking forward to it. And again, more information and details as it comes out for the Las Vegas International Pipe Show, October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. All right. Now, so in the normal pipe parts, I would normally give you some education. Well, here I'm going to, I'm just going to go through, and again, because I, uh, I'm going to go through my pipe show as uh, quickly as I can and give you some, yeah, just give you some insight because yeah, I was thinking about this show a little differently knowing that we have no, knowing now that I've organized the West coast pipe show. Uh, so I, I flew up there on Wednesday and got to the hotel at about eight, eight thirty, and got checked in. Uh, brand new, you know, it's a new Marriott, it's an older Marriott, but the rooms have all been remodeled and the staff, let me just tell you, everybody that I ran into from the hotel staff was really friendly, really courteous, just a, uh, just a great welcoming feeling, uh, got checked into the room and then proceeded to go find, uh, I needed something to eat. Now, the, one of the issues that I had with the hotel was they only really had one restaurant. And it was a bar with, uh, yeah, it was a bar. It had a bar and then some tables and they, uh, and of course, you know, staffing was a bit of an issue, but again, the staff was absolutely wonderful. So yeah, it may have taken a little bit longer to get my quesadilla, but I just needed some food and the staff was wonderful. And by Wednesday night, there were folks showing up from the pipe show. I, uh, I, I realized that on Wednesday night, once I got there and had something to eat and then went into the smoking tent that, you know what? I hadn't done my normal, my normal regular routine of getting ready for a pipe show. Uh, I did pick out eight pipes from my, uh, from my rotation here that, you know, I've, I've talked about in the past, how I go through my normal, uh, culling of the herd, shall we say, and went through some pipes that just weren't either smoking well for me or hadn't been smoked in a while and re-smoked them and figured out, all right, well, these eight have to, you know, these eight have to find new homes. So I did that part. But what I didn't do was I didn't really prep with a target list of things that I was looking for. 
Um, I did have my, <laughs> had my people. I like to call them my people. Um, I had a couple of friends that were on the lookout for some of those uh, vintage tobaccos that I want, but I also had a price range on them. Um, didn't find them at all on the show floor. So there was one thing that I was interested in, but yeah, I wasn't. Uh, it was a, it was an old tin of, uh, <laughs> it was an old Dobe four square tin, and I didn't want to try to negotiate it down to where I was comfortable. So. Didn't get any tobacco. Um, I didn't have a hit list of pipe makers, really, except I knew that what I was doing, I, I knew I was going to trade in my older Alexander Hasty pipe from, I think it might have been like the third or fourth pipe he ever sold. Uh, so that was one of the eight that I was going to take and trade and you know sell. And I knew I wanted to get a new pipe of his. So that was, that was the one thing I had on my target list. Normally I would have a whole list of estate pipes or, you know, a whole list of vendors or you know, pipe makers that I wanted to make sure and see before the show opened or see as soon as possible. But I realized on Wednesday night, I didn't do that. And I also hadn't gone to the bank. <laughs> so I was traveling with the cash that we had kind of left over from Las Vegas uh, from a trip, uh, you know, back in April. Um, normally I would have gone and gotten my cash budget like I suggest everybody do. So I didn't do that. Um, and then Wednesday night ended, um, the hotel asked that everybody leave the smoking tent at midnight so that they could close it up, turn everything off and maybe get in there and get a chance to re-clean it for the morning. And so at about 12, 15, 1230, they politely asked us to leave. Wednesday night ended with uh, myself and Fred Hanna and uh, Quincy Worthington standing outside the smoking tent, kind of in the cold, but standing around smoking until about 2.30. So I was kind of tired. Yeah. And I just went back to the room quickly, finished my unpacking, and went to sleep. Um, Thursday was relatively simple. Uh, it was mostly hanging out in the smoking tent. Uh, you know, meeting people as they were arriving for the show and getting to see some faces that I had never seen before, you know, that I hadn't seen in years and, uh, meeting some first time people, uh, real quickly. I also realized on Thursday morning that I am a professional traveler. I've traveled a lot and yet still, <laughs> I forgot a couple of things that I needed. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Just I just mentioned that because I want you to know that even as a professional that travels a lot, I still make mistakes in packing. Uh, Thursday, as you heard previously, Fred Hanna said that he doesn't like red pipes. Well, I brought my little red Sato pipe with me, and he was sitting there smoking a Virginia that he loved, and I had cleaned and sanitized it for him and asked him to pack a bowl of that same tobacco that he was smoking then into my little red Sato and explain to him why that little red Sato is, you know, try to figure out why is that little red Sato so much sweeter with Virginia's and why I save it for my breakfast pipes during the summer. Uh, he got to experience that <laughs> and I'll ask him next time he's on the show, but he found it to be sweeter. Uh, Thursday ended with, uh, yeah, again with, oh, uh, Carl Stoudemire ordered, uh, 
uh, ordered a pizza to be delivered. So I got to have some Lou Malnati's uh, deep dish pizza, which was wonderful. And then the uh, smokingpipes.com La DC has a cocktail party that, uh, that they invite folks to. And we got to end that. And again, just Thursday night was more smoking, drinking, and uh, hanging out in the tent. All right, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back for the normal uh, for the normal guest segment, we'll have more of me and then my guests. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blunder of Cornell and Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening, are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and for now, visiting with me, uh, still talking about my Chicago Pipe Show four-night weekend. So Friday morning comes around, and uh, yeah, it was the the uh, the pre-show, the, you know, the normal pre-show thing in the smoking tent. So I let the uh, let the first crowds go, and uh, you know there was uh, this year was the first year where they charged a little bit of I think they charged twenty dollars for people to come in and exhibit at the on the uh, pre-show. So there were, there were some space, uh, some tables available still by the time I got down there at like nine 45 or nine 30, I guess it had opened at nine, but I got a chance to walk around and see some of the, uh, you know, see some of the pipes that I wanted to look at, see some of the vendors, maybe start the process of doing the trade with it. Uh, I really didn't do anything on Friday on Friday. Besides that, just walked around, hung out, drank coffee, smoked, uh, and again, the, it, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it wasn't jammed full because that tent was full of, uh, people smoking and hanging out and, uh, it was a good time. I mean, just a really good time. And again, my voice, that was when my voice started to, uh, get a little gruffer, uh, Friday afternoon had the fun of going to a local, uh, uh a local pancake place called Walker's. The fun part of it was the people I was with. So it was, uh, it was Rick Newcomb. Fred Hanna, Fred Berger, Quincy Worthington, and uh, Kaylee the Queen of Cobbs. So imagine that crew, and we drove over. It was a short drive to the place, and we just got to hang out and just a you know just great people. Uh, I believe uh, you know doctors of pipes, a uh, couple of couple of PhDs, and you know just and again people had all been on the podcast. So I got a chance to catch up with them and that was uh, truly one of the highlights of the show was the was to get to hang out with those folks for lunch um friday uh friday afternoon was just more hanging out in the smoking tent and then getting ready for the uh, friday evening buffet dinner that the show did in this absolutely beautiful beautifully big 
ballroom that was going to be part of the pipe show on the next day. But I got to sit with uh, Mike and Mary McNeil and catch up with them and, you know, just hang out in a buffet. But food was good. I enjoyed the food. But even better, what I thought was uh, the coffee and the desserts were great. And just part of the fun of a pipe show is we ended up after dinner just on a uh, on, on a small exit outside the room where a couple of us wanted to go out and smoke. And the uh, stand, ended up standing out there for 45 minutes talking to Tom Eltang and a couple others. And, you know, literally just standing out by a little trash can ashtray. Uh, and that was, you know, again, just a, you know, just one of those random moments at a pipe show where you get to hang out with a world-class pipe maker from Denmark and talk to him and get caught up with him and, you know, just... That's what happens at a pipe show. You just accidentally get into a group, and there you are with uh, Mike McNeil and Tom Elting. Uh, Friday night, back into the smoking tent, and a couple of the pipe makers had brought out their pipes. I started to get to eyeball some pipes, but I will be honest with you. By Friday night, I was really just excited to be around all the people that I hadn't seen in a couple of years. Uh, there were people that I'd had on the podcast as guests that – you know, I had I had never met them in person, so I got to do that. Got to you know hear from uh, yeah you listeners that came up to me and said hello. I really appreciate all that. And there's just way too many to to list, but you know Friday night was a lot of fun. I didn't want it to end, but again they closed the smoking tent right around twelve thirty, and uh, you know so it was time to it was time to go to bed anyway and for most people for those that had to set up they had to be up at seven in the morning i didn't uh so then saturday and i'll i'll speed this up a little bit because one uh, my throat's still a little uh, a little worse for wear from all the uh smoking and talking and hanging out uh but saturday i hit the show and i managed in the first yeah managed in the first couple of uh in the first hour or so to make the deals to trade or sell off the pipes that I wanted to get rid of. So at that point I was, uh, the first one was just a couple of, uh, a couple of pipes that I sold to one of the guys that I knew would want those for his collection, reselling, whatever he does with them. Uh, the other one, I went over to, uh, went over to the law dogs table. And of course, you know, say hi to, to Lynn and, and Robert Long and her just, you know, fantastic people uh and i showed him the pipes that i had and said you know what would you give him what would you give for him so while i'm standing there i look and there's a yes conowitz with an acrylic amber like stem sandblasted and we ended up working out the deal uh, i now have a conowitz and the interesting part about this conowitz is that it's got an acrylic amber looking stem so I was, you know, of course I trust Law Dog 125%, but I was interested to see how often Yes had done that. So I showed the pipe to Rick Newcomb. And Rick said, you know, I don't think I've ever seen this before. And he said, come here, let me, let, we'll go over to Jeff Grasick. And Jeff said, Jeff looked at it and uh, said, yeah, that's that's a Yes. That's a Yes stem and a Yes pipe. And I've, I don't think I've ever seen him do acrylic before or an amber look like that, but that's one of his stems. Uh, Rick took a picture of it and sent it to Yes. And while we waited for the response, here comes 
Nana Iverson, who is Yes's daughter, uh, who is Lars's daughter and Sixton's granddaughter. And Rick showed her the pipe and said, oh, yes, she remembers when uh, when Yes was trying some different colors and stuff like this. And, yeah, so so, so the, it was fun to watch my pipe being appraised by and, and you know, commented on by Rick Newcomb, Jeff Grasick, Nana Iverson. And then about four hours later, I get a message back from Yes going, oh, yes, I remember those pipes. So again, something that you get to do at a uh, at a pipe show. Uh, the rest of the time, again, while I was in, in between that deal, I was I made my attempt at two loops around, you know, two trips around each room, and they had it split up into two rooms because of the size. Although I think they could have condensed it down into one room if they wanted to, uh, but. I know that there's some tables that I missed because, you know, again, you want to go in there, you want to walk around, then you want to grab a cup of coffee, go out and smoke for a little bit and sit down, and then you want to go back and forth. So I lost track of where I had started and where I had ended. Um, I did manage to get over to, and I'll speed this up even faster. Uh, I got over to Alex Hasty, and he had a pipe on his table that I absolutely love, so I picked, so I picked that one up. Uh, while I was walking around, I wanted to go and see what Trey Rice had done because I'd seen his pipes a little bit on Thursday night in the smoking tent, didn't get a chance to go back over to him and was having too much fun hanging out and smoking on Thursday and Friday. So I picked up one pipe from him. And then uh, as I was wandering around again, I found one of the guys from the Zoom group that I've been part of and went by his table just to say hi, see how they were doing. And lo and behold, there was another Alex Hasty from uh, uh, from three years ago, unsmoked, still at the same price that he had bought it from Alex three years ago. So, long story short, I came back with uh, three unsmoked pipes, two Alexander Hasties, one from Trey Rice, and then one estate pipe from Yes Conowitz. Uh, Tobacco-wise, I came back with some samples that were given to me by some folks that wanted me to try some stuff. And then uh, Per Jensen gifted me one of his tins of Uno that uh, was from the signature series that uh, that Pear blended while he was in uh, at the Sutliff factory a couple months back. Uh, I have yet to crack it yet, but I'm interested because it's got a Caterini Perique in it. So a uh, Greek tobacco, you know, an Oriental tobacco processed in the cater in the uh, Perique method. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Sunday and Saturday night had to go to the, uh, you know, Saturday night went to the uh, awards dinner and the doctor of pipes presentations. And we had to get caught up for three years. So there was six masters of pipes that got their awards and six doctors of pipes that were awarded. Although, and of course some weren't, you know, some weren't there. Uh, Sunday was get up, wander around the show again. I had to pack up and, uh, you know, just make sure that I got to say hi to everybody that I wanted to. And before I go any further, if you want really good, if you want to see really good pictures of the show, Go on to Instagram and look for Neil Osborne's Instagram page. It's npod101, npod101. Neil's photography is 
fantastic and he's got an eye and an angle for stuff and he takes a ton of pictures so look for that uh or quincy worthington was wandering around taking some great pictures including one that i've now made my facebook profile page uh, my facebook profile picture uh and his instagram is my photo journey begins so just look for that. You can also search for the hashtag Chicago Pipe Show 2022. Those pictures out there are much better than anything that I could do, period, whatsoever. So I didn't even attempt to. And you know, me and my little iPhone, not really going to do it. Uh, Sunday, it was sad to leave, but then I got, you know, had to get to the airport and had to get back home. And the pipe show didn't end there because I walked up to the gate for my plane about an hour early and there was uh, Lynn and Robert Long sitting there. So they were on my flight back to Charlotte because they live about an hour, hour and a half away from me and got to hang out with them while we waited for our flight. So now I'm home and we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll have the four discussions that I was able to record that sound good enough and their quality and you'll hear those people when we're right after this. So we'll be back in just a minute. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mielefolge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, Chicago Pipe Show 2022 recap. And here goes the uh, just four inner you know four little uh quick recordings with people back to back nothing in between just here's who i ran into standing with neil osborne who you've heard on the show before so neil just three simple questions first of all how how was your show you know the show's been awesome and i've said it as long as the show went and was occurring it was going to be a successful show this was i think beyond what i expected it's what a lot of people expected um I don't know. I said just it's not what a lot of people expected. The point was, I think it's beyond what we expected. It, it 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 injected energy into the hobby, and we needed it. So it's a good show. What did you come here looking for? Did you did you have a hit list of things that you wanted to see and do? People. This show is just about people, the community. Um, I'm no stranger to taking a picture of people enjoying the hobby. Yeah. So probably for me, it was just capturing the energy, um, and uh, that was my goal this trip. What did you see at the show that surprised you? Anything, uh, anything that you want to admit in public to uh, having spent way too much money on or bought or got real excited and said, oh boy? 
Uh, the surprise for me is the, the new age of pipe shows, the new age of the community, the new age of the hobby. Uh, we lost Pheasant Run, we had COVID for two years, and now we have a new venue, uh, we have new blood, a lot of new faces, a lot of the older kind of crowd isn't here, some of the younger crowd is. I think that was the biggest surprise, is just yeah. seeing a brand new face to it all. Did you see any new pipe makers or anything? Lots of new pipe makers. Um, any, any and, and the old guard, and we've seen yeah. uh, some of the old faces, some of the new. Yeah. So going home now, as we're recording this, it's midday Sunday, and we're all, you know. Tired. Yeah, we're all tired. In a good way. But you're definitely ready for another Chicago pipe show. Or any show. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, uh, NASPC, the... West Coast Las Vegas show, you name it. It doesn't matter. It just shows are back on. The shows yeah. must go on, and they are, and I think it uh, is energizing. And thank God I have Memorial Day tomorrow to have a day off and, <laughs> and do some picture rendering and look at pipes. And possibly rehydrate a And rehydrate, bit. yes, yeah. and get my voice back. Well, get back at it. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> All right, so just uh, say your name and where are you from? Uh, my name is Adam Floyd, and I'm from, well, I'm from New England. Uh, best place in the world. Uh, but I live in Washington State. Uh, wait, you moved all the way across the country. I did. I moved, well, several times. We went from New England to Kentucky to Georgia to Washington State. On purpose or? On the Army's purpose, not my purpose. <laughs> well, there you go. Or, or were you chasing a certain woman that you caught? I, I caught my woman about 10 years ago, and she's been... I chased him ever since. She's been chasing me ever <laughs> since. Maybe that, her quote, her quote. So is this your first Chicago pipe show, first pipe show? Yeah, this is my very first any kind of show regarding pipes and tobacco. Yeah. All right, so your expectations coming in, what were you thinking? I thought, I'll be honest, I thought a lot of old guys, uh, that, did, that expectation was met. However, uh, there's, <laughs> so, there's, so much, there's so much life in, in this, this, this show, and it's, it's insane. Like, I... I remember we were talking, my wife and I were talking, uh, we were, it was like, what, midnight the night before the show started, she was asleep, racked out, I could not sleep, I'm just sitting there like giddy for the show, and, and the energy at the show has been insane, like just, there's just so much positivity here, there's just so much passion uh, from every artisan to, like I'm looking at a table full of just briar blocks, yeah. just straight blocks, and I'm excited about it. I don't know. It's it's just incredible. You, you want to kind of go and touch them all. Huh? I want to. I want to like. You know how kids get in like a ball pit. Yeah. I want to get in the the block pit. Now, how old are you? I'm 25. All right, and you've served in the army, and now you're out. And I still, they still got me. Still got me on a leash. I've uh, been in for four years. Uh, that was after four years of military school, and we got probably another two-ish, three-ish. And it's funny because every year I say another two-ish, three-ish, two-ish, and uh, yeah, and then here we are, and it keeps going. Exactly. So, all right. So, coming here as a first-time pipe show attendee, did you have like a shopping list of people and things you wanted to look at? Target. That I would say that's where I went wrong. Uh, I didn't really know what exactly to expect in terms of who was going to be here. Uh, I literally we booked this trip. <laughs> what? 48 hours in advance we saw <laughs> I saw all my friends on Instagram going I was like let's do it let's just go so we booked the tickets like you know just two days in advance and uh, and then like we tried going through up and down each lane 
that was a bad, bad tactic. You gotta, I guess the, the trick is to, to find who you want to see, go to those tables first, uh, and then maybe the next day go through one by one. All right, so you, your wife is watching us right now, <laughs> so you can't lie. You can't lie, okay. What did you, what were you, what really excited you when you saw it, and what did you end up buying? Because sometimes that's two different things. This is true. So I came in here looking for at least, I want to come out with an L-Tang. Uh, I, I got to meet Mr. Tom L-Tang, and it was absolutely amazing. I wanted to meet Mr. Nate King. Uh, his pieces were a little bit out of my budget, uh, but, uh, I, so I hadn't got either of those. But I did want another artisan pipe. Uh, and I found uh, Alexander Pipes, and uh, he, what a genuine guy he is. And we, we were just chit-chatting for probably an hour um, throughout the throughout the day Saturday. And, and I did get one of his pipes. It was, it, it was I mean, it's an expensive artisan pipe, but yeah. it, it, I'm so happy we, we got it. And that was, that was kind of my one thing. And today, now that it's Sunday, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to do a little bit of haggling. I'm trying to go in there, you know kind of flex up a little bit and maybe uh, talk a guy down you know you use that use that military discount yeah yeah, yeah. you got that military di- <laughs> or you can use my favorite discount which is my wife's right over there she'll kill me if i spend too much can you help me out oh my gosh uh, word for word i'm gonna use that i'm just saying i'm gonna use i'm that. just saying uh, did you get a chance to try different tobaccos from people or i did uh so it was actually great because i spoke with mr jeremy reeves and i was able to ask him hey i'm a big fan of burley uh but i don't completely understand it where should i move my palate based on these blends that i tried and then just like a genius he just pulls three tins and it gives me the lowdown on all three tins and i was like okay i will get all of these and uh we were able to smoke them in the tent last night and uh it was cool to see the difference like i mean and it's so subtle it really is in each blend but uh yeah i, I literally just took a legend's advice and, and uh grabbed those tobaccos and was able to smoke it what else kind of stands out anything else anything uh what do you think you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and go, wow, I really did that? I think it has yet to happen, but I think I'm going to, I'm, I think I'm going to go over my budget, uh, despite my wife recording this with me right now. Uh, that's what I think I'm going to say. I can't believe I actually did that. Nothing, nothing at a pipe show can be held against you in divorce court. Exactly. <laughs> Quote it. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for stopping. Thank well, you so it's much, good to Brian. meet you, too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so, so much. All right, so now I'm standing here with a name I know, a face I know, and a voice I know. All right, go ahead and say hello to the audience and see if we can guess who you are. Hey, y'all. There, there you go. Hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah. All right. All hey, right, Brian. So, What's so, up, man? So just for fun, tell everybody what your name is, where you're from, and uh, who you are. Man, I, my name is uh, John David Cole. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm uh, the owner of the Country Squire Tobacconist and a co-host of Country Squire Radio, and uh, and proudly now uh, a official uh, inaugurated uh, Master of Pipes. So uh, yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah. yeah. See, you're always That's slightly, cool. even height-wise, you're and stature-wise, well, you're still a little bit under me. I got it. I am, and I, I always will be. But you know, if I can keep racking up a few, uh, I don't know, empty empty pipe boxes and cigar boxes, maybe eventually I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll reach your height. Yeah, or so. if I keep carrying heavier and heavier. Well, bags. you know, the older you get, the more you're going to fall apart, Brian. And so we'll uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get there. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> but you look great. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. All right, all right. So on to the serious stuff. So you, so this is what your third or fourth Chicago pipe show. I've been, this will be actually, um, I 
think six for wow. right now. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's five or six. Yeah. First one, you didn't so, look like Jesus. First one, you came with normal I, hair. I can't. I, I actually had long hair, but it wasn't this quite this long. Yeah. yeah. So, and I probably probably had it put back. So, in reality, before you got here, what were you looking forward to doing? Because you yeah. have a, you have a different thing. I mean, you got to buy for the store. That's right. And you got to buy for you. So a lot of uh, a lot of people assume that I come up here and do a booth like all the other retailers mm-hmm. and online retailers and um, you know and some tobacconists and whatnot. But I, this is vacation for me, and and I use it as a time. We do some work, so I come up here and we do buying for the shop. I've probably got uh, in a bag uh, right around the corner. I've probably got about thirteen thousand dollars worth of Syriacapos that I've got to figure out how to get home. But uh, um, uh, that bag's walking. Yeah, no, I know, right? Yeah, is, that, yeah. is that that bag walking away right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so we you know we do that. But but really, this is a time for me to just you know see friends, hug a bunch of necks, uh, right. you know smoke smoke pipes with dear friends in the industry that uh, we just don't get to see you know as often as we want. Um, and just you know when you come in a place like this, I see someone like you that you know I know and love, and, and you run and, the other way. And they, well, then you know after I come to my senses, but. Yeah. Um, you know, spending great time with folks like, you know, Dave Shane and Nate King and just all the all the awesome folks that are in the pipe industry. We um, we just really love it. And so it's a yeah, it's a restful, fun time. And, that, and you know, that's what I come here for. Yeah. Did you so you, you talked about like Nate King and stuff like that. So, you know, sometimes this might be a little bit of a business side of it where you're going to yeah. you're going to look at some pipe makers that you haven't had a chance to see and touch their stuff and that's see right. if. Yeah. See if they see if they got a spot at the Hobbit Hole in uh, yeah. in Jackson. Well, and that's right. We you know we want to continue to carry more and more uh, American artisan pipes and, and international pipes too. And so um, you know in the near future we'll have some Nate King pipes. We are looking forward to getting some uh, hardware from Jared Coles in, and uh, you know we'll be able to add that to um, you know the uh, Mustran pipes and the uh, Dirk Heinemann pipes that we already have and so that's, yeah. that's something where we want to grow and uh, you know a place like Chicago uh, gives us a you know an opportunity to, to do that and make those connections so, yeah. and then I'll let you talk about that process on your own podcast the Country <laughs> Squire Radio which we all listen to anyway well thank you that's that's but, kind yeah so it's just great to catch up with you, you and too man see you yeah and, and I always, always love talking yeah. to you and yeah. seeing you and man you uh you're, you're the bell of the ball around here. I, uh, well. I, I, if you ever get to Chicago, be sure to hug Brian Levine's neck because he uh, he may not act like it all the time, but he really is one of the good guys. So. Shh, don't tell people that. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by with us. I'll see you, brother. All right. All right, so tell us your name and where are you from? Yeah, uh, Tyler Edwards, and I'm from Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo. Yep. That's why the cowboy hat. Exactly. Now, in, in Amarillo, are you required to wear a cowboy hat, or can you wear other hats, too? Uh, only once a week, yes. You okay. can wear other hats, yeah. Yeah, That's probably on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So is this your first Chicago pipe show? Yeah, just uh, just like Adam Floyd, uh, it's my first ever show. So made sure I came to the, to the best one going right off the bat. So, so what did you think? What were, what were you kind of looking forward to, and what do you think? Uh, really, I was looking forward to just making as many connections as I could, meeting as many great people as I can, including yourself. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that, but there was yeah. disappointments, but yeah. it, it's been good overall. Yeah. So, Don't ever meet yeah. your heroes because exactly. some exactly. of them suck. <laughs> uh, how long have you been smoking a pipe? Uh, I'm going on right about four years now. I started smoking a pipe right about the same time I started driving a semi truck. So. So was that kind of the, the inspiration, because you can hop up in the cab and load a bowl and go a couple hundred miles on one bowl? 
Uh, well, there's a lot of inspiration that went into it, but that's definitely a plus side to uh, to being a pipe smoker is being able to just smoke while I drive. It helps me uh, keep from running people off the road. So. Well, we <laughs> listen. We appreciate you driving on the road. <laughs> we appreciate you not running us over. Exactly. Uh, but if we see you and you're puffing on your pipe, can we get you to honk the horn at us? Oh yeah, every time. No, that that is a trucker's favorite part of the whole job is honking the horn for people. And we're seeing so. them kids in the back doing that. Oh yeah. Do it, doesn't ha- do it, it doesn't happen as often as you would think. Really? Yeah, I wish it happened more. Well, there you go. So, all right, I'll let all the truckers know. Exactly. All right, so what did you what'd you end up buying here? What did you end up doing while you were here? Oh, man, I've been I've been all over the place, meeting a lot of great people. And uh, uh, as far as what I did, uh, did a lot of great stuff here, but then also went to uh, Even Rise. That was a great experience. So you, so went, much on, fun. you yeah. went into the store in Chicago. I did, I did, and uh, that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, and as far as what I bought, I, I did go over to uh, uh, Murph. I can't remember yeah, uh, the rest Murph. of his name. Yeah, yep. Murph's pipes, and uh, got myself one that's got a, a chameleon on it that uh, he's called Hiding in Place because it's a chameleon. And I'm a big reptile nerd on the side of pipes, so that was a, a great pipe for me. I really enjoyed that. Uh, did you get a chance to try any tobaccos that you wanted to? Or? Too many. Too many? Too many. I can't feel my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how is your tongue? As you can hear, my throat's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, now, when, I, when I'm sitting in the truck, I've got plenty of time to contemplate on the smoke while I'm driving. It's, it's a lot easier than when you're sitting around talking to a bunch of people. So mm-hmm. I'm not able to smoke quite as slow because I'm not concentrating on it. Man, my, I've got a leather tongue at the moment. It's not yeah. great. So. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's something that I've talked about before is that, you know, if when you're here and you're in the smoking tent and you're inundated with other flavors and stuff and your tongue's tired from all week long, that may not be the best time to really do some taste testing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it, it definitely, uh, it, it, it's trying to serve two masters at the same time. It doesn't exactly work out too well. But uh, overall, I, I've enjoyed more of the conversations than I have trying the new tobaccos, if I'm being honest. Most of the new tobaccos I've just stuffed in my pouch because I know I'm going to want to try it when I get home. So, <laughs> so I can actually enjoy it. <laughs> and, and price no issue. Did you see pipes that that you're gonna that, that you're gonna put as a holy grail down the road and... there was there was a good number of them i mean obviously uh missouri uh i keep saying missouri mearsham uh, uh mearsham market yeah. had a had a gigantic head uh from oh i'm horrible names and i just blanked on it the the what the dwarf from lord of the rings not the Hobbit. gimli gimli thank you yeah. Yeah, big old, big old block of Meerschaum made into his, the shape of his head. Wow. It was such a cool pipe. So cool. But yeah, I definitely don't have the money in my budget for that one. And that's so. not something you can smoke while driving down the no, road. No, no, no. Yeah. And I, I've seen a lot of people at this show that have been making, like, oversized pipes on purpose. Don't know why, but they're just ginormous pipes, at least twice the size of what it would normally be. And I'm looking at that. Yeah, no, I don't think I can clinch that one going down the road, <laughs> but it's pretty. And it's... <laughs> Yeah. So. so did you go over budget or or were you good and stuck in your budget? Go ahead. Nobody's I, if, listening. If, 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 no, yeah, nobody. Uh, I, I might have floated just a hair over the budget. Just a hair. Just a hair. Yeah. Just a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for stopping. It was good to see you. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Anytime. Well, there you go. Bleeps, bumps, and everything. Uh, the four folks that uh, the audio worked on. So to those that I didn't 
get on the show, I apologize. Uh, and again, you know, I just can't emphasize how much fun it is to be around all those people. You know, imagine getting, you know, 20 minutes with Jeremy Reeves on some private, uh, you know, some private tutoring on how to smoke a burly or pick out a burly, you know, just all that fun right there at a pipe show. All right. Enough rambling about the pipe show. Uh, thanks to those that joined me and took time out of their show to do that. And we'll be back in just a minute. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And again, congratulations and thank you to everybody at the Chicago Pipe Show for putting on you know, just one heck of a show and a great way to come back. Um, you know, hope to see many, many more of you next year at the Chicago Pipe Show next May. For uh, current information on pipe shows, if you're a pipe show organizer or somebody looking to <laughs> find out where pipe shows are, you should go to pipesmagazine.com and there's a pipe show page there. So if you're, if you're a pipe show organizer, you know, let us know. And we'll put it on there. You can send it to me or send it to uh, Kevin at pipesmagazine.com. All right. One of the joys of going to the Chicago Pipe Show is that we get to meet and sit and smoke a pipe with Dino, the official musical director of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And uh, Dino had uh, requested Desi Arnaz singing a song called Similao. And uh, Desi was a... Uh, pipe smoker way back um also if you want a uh, if you want an interesting experience watch the uh, being the ricardos on amazon prime with uh, uh, uh it it just goes inside one week of the ricardos and it's done beautifully by uh, javier bardem as uh, desi arnez and uh, so just watch that but anyway here is desi arnez performing Simalau. Spirit in the wood, beat the hollow cane. Spirit in the wood, float away the pain. Make the body ripe and alive again. I see me love. Spirit in the heart, make the blood flow fast. Spirit in the heart, make the muscle last. Keep the hope alive while the youth go past. I see me love. I see me love. When the woman come upon the scene, drop a petal from the tree. Bring the mountain up into the sky. Spill the river in the sea. 
spirit in the woods Let the hollow cave Echo in the afterglow Waiting for the flame to burn again I say me love me love I say me love in that marriage between Lucy and Desi, just amazing. And it's uh, Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem and uh, being the Ricardos, check those out. And uh, thanks to Dino for reminding me of the song. What's this? A letter for me. And remember, mailbag comments or questions, you can email them directly to me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Or you can go on to pipesmagazine.com, go to the radio show page, and post your comment right there, just like these folks did. And we're going way back, uh, going back to episode 503, the first of Story Times with Fred Janusik, who I got to I got to hang out with Fred for a little bit on uh, on Friday night and get to see him in person and chat with him. Uh, so the first one uh, is Dino, Crazy Train Forever. I guess he's uh, talking about changing the when we were talking about changing the theme song. Um, then Dino says, I really enjoyed the visit with our friend Fred. He's a great guy with a treasure trove of pipe lore. Fred started smoking a couple of years before me, but our stories are much the same, especially with respect to being nearly overwhelmed by the Ewan Reese catalog of the 60s. I look forward to more story time with Fred. Uh, it's a treat to hear a great tune from Phil Kagey. Thanks for another always entertaining show and happy trails, Dino. Yeah, we've got uh, two more story times with Fred coming up. And then Captain Kirk says, I really enjoyed this. Fred's voice reminded me of my great-grandpa who passed away when I was eight. I don't remember much about him except for the sound of his voice and the smell of his pipe. I could listen to him for hours. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And then uh, Casey Ghost says, very good show. The pipe part didn't do much for me. It was just another guy saying he had found a way of packing the perfect pipe. And of course, he's right if you are him. I've never put tinder on top and bottom of the fire, always on the bottom. And when I put a match to it, voila, smoke. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'll say that you, know, you go to a pipe show and you see many different ways to pack a pipe. Uh, and then he goes on to say, I really loved Fred's stories. It had to have been great growing up in two metropolitan areas like New York and Chicago, but that wouldn't work for me. Uh, looking forward to the next story time with Fred. Music was okay, but the lyrics seemed to be kind of one-dimensional. Yeah, not always going to make uh, Casey Ghost happy. And then on to episode 504 as my throat decides it doesn't want to work anymore. <clears throat> there we go. Uh, that was the final episode of the Jeff and Jody stories. And Dino writes, the final round with Jeff and Jody was a perfect cap to this eavesdropping treasure trove. I enjoyed all the J&J shows, but this was the most fun. Uh, the Killer kicked ass on this version of Johnny B. Good with a tasty solo at the end by Rory Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, I like Johnny B. Good. And then he says, you and Dave are the new heroes of our community taking on the Las Vegas Pipe Show. Good on you. Thanks for another always entertaining show. See you in Chicago, Dino. And that was uh, oh, 20 days ago, and it seems like it was a lifetime ago. And then Casey Ghost says, enjoyed the show very much, though it ran out of steam during the third J&J &J segment, but very good overall. I love Jerry Lee Lewis, and when he does rock and roll, I'm in heaven. He did Johnny B. Good almost as good as Barry's. Uh, we all thought he was just a screamer when he came out, but we quickly learned the man could sing a great song. Uh, good on you and Dave to pick up the torch uh, from Steve and Marty for the West Coast Pipe Show in Las Vegas. You'll see a new side of pipe show attendees that isn't so flattering. Uh, those people will complain about anything and everything. Wait until they decide to complain to you about their room. Well, I'll tell them exactly where to go. I mean, exactly who to complain to. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I'm hoping we don't have too much of that, but, you know. Uh, and then show 505 with, uh, with my friend Fred Hanna. And uh, the comments are from Dino. Ash's insights and suggestions are always both informative and useful to the gentleman who wishes to dress well. My own bespoke suits are made by Omar, <laughs> best known for crafting creative campsite canvas can uh, canopies. <laughs> I think Dino may be referring to his size. Uh, I completely agree with both Fred and you with regard to the impact positive and negative of the internet on the pipe smoking community. I think the most harmful aspect is that is that of its impersonal human contact. There is a warmth in face-to-face -face interaction and a necessity to be civil that is completely lost online. Uh, Guy Clark's cornmeal waltz was just wonderful. Thanks, Dino. You're welcome, Dino. Yeah. And as you heard from a couple of the younger guys that I recorded there, you know, getting out and seeing people and meeting some of these people was the highlight for them. Uh, Casey Ghost says, I greatly enjoyed the show. I really liked Ash's explanation of the difference in bespoke suits versus the garments we normally buy. Uh, bespoke where you can recognize instantly the higher quality of fabric is amazing and how they fit is simply amazing. Unfortunately, I get mine at the same place Homer Simpson does. I can't afford to shop at Omar's. <laughs> so, so I think Dan's getting uh, used tense. Uh, and then he says, great interview with Fred. He is just a joy to listen to. Fred has never been snobbish about his pipes. He has his presence in pipes, which is a fairly militant 
which he is fairly militant about, but doesn't bother him in the least what other collectors or accumulate, what others collect or accumulate. I agree with Fred that the loss of civility on the internet is devastating. While I occasionally chafe under the system that Kevin employs, I fully agree that people display amazing tolerance of each other on the forum's pages. I love the Guy Clark song. It was done in an old 30s and 40s style. Very refreshing and very enjoyable. He's not for most people who want to listen to five guys plugged into a wall. <laughs> yeah, five guys in a wall. Um, I will say, you know, when you, go to a, when you go to a pipe show, you really don't have that many people that are sitting there saying, oh, that's a shit pipe. You really need to buy this. You know, or why are you smoking that crap tobacco? You really need to smoke this. You, know, you, really, you really just don't run into that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, and uh, going back to uh, last week's show with uh, Jacob with Jacob Michelson, <laughs> Dino says, I really enjoyed the warm, honest, and respectful discussion of Mitch Michelson's life that Jacob and you shared with us. It is heartening to hear how Jacob has embraced his father's passion for pipes and our pipe community and his commitment to do right by Mitch's collection. A nice new talent and lovely song from Leah, also my daughter's name. <laughs> a great rave, quite inspiring. Who knew that a philosopher was nestled inside that curmudgeonly exterior? Thanks, Dino. Uh, I don't know if there's a philosopher in there, but every once in a while I get a little weepy. Does that count? All right. And then Casey Ghost says, a really great episode. I enjoyed the review of Kings, Virginia. I know blenders can be marvelously creative with their blends, but there is no way he could create an exact duplicate of McClellan's 5100. I mean, there can't possibly be another person in the world as anal as Mike McNeil. Uh, let me just say we're, we're okay with that, too. Um, and then uh, Dan says, I really enjoyed the interview with Jacob. He seemed like uh, he seemed like as a guy who will do the, the get into pipes while his dad was still alive. Uh, wait, let me read that again. He seemed like a guy who will do the honorable thing with his dad's collection of pipes. It's just a shame that he didn't get into pipes while his dad was still alive. The music was decent. Great rave too. Thank you, Dan. And I'll, I'll say from, you know, from Jacob, you know, it, it's kind of a, I've, it's kind of a way for him to reconnect with his dad, you know, through his dad's pipes. Uh, and then uh, Jay Everett says, uh, regarding Jacob, uh, this was a great interview. I think it's really special how Jacob got to begin his pipe journey with his dad's collection. It was really touching how he had something he shared with his dad like that. I have three sons myself and some nice things that I've set aside for them in the future. Thank you to Jacob for sharing your story. Yeah, uh, you know, really, thank you. That's, yeah, that, that's kind of a hard story to share. Uh, and then uh, this comment came up. Uh, great show. I have one more question, Brian. What kind of tobacco do you smoke in your cigarettes? I roll up American Spirit with Perique, but can you get McBaron cigarette tobacco anywhere? Love their pipe tobacco. Thanks, P. Russ. Um, you can't get the McBaron stuff here in the U.S. And the stuff that I prefer is Amber Leaf, and it's only available in Europe and uh, some duty freeze in the U.S. and around the Caribbean. Uh, in the U.S., if you want, the, you know, the best you can find is some of the Peter Stokeby stuff. So look for that. That was uh, 
Yeah, my cigarette tobacco was a uh, comment was commented on uh, a lot at the pipe show. In fact, I rolled some for people. And then going back to uh, the story time with Fred Janusik, getting caught up on the last ones. Uh, Hair Vice says, I found Jeremy's discussion on how to pack a pipe very interesting. Instead of the three-step method, he starts by adding very small pieces to the bottom of the bowl, then adding bigger pieces, and then topping it off with smaller pieces again to help, the, to help with ignition. So layering the pipe with kindling fuel kindling, it makes sense. It's definitely worth listening to his advice here and trying it out. Yeah, I'm, I've tried it out. Uh, didn't work so well for me. Uh, Virginia Piper says, build a fire in the bowl. I've done this from time to time, but never really thought about it in those terms. Makes sense. Fred Janusik certainly has some interesting stories, and I'm grateful that he's sharing them with us through the show. Looking forward to the conclusion. Yeah, well, two more at least. And then uh, Jay Everett said, also great to hear Jeremy at Cornell and Deal found his packing method interesting, although I'm a dip in the pouch man, mostly uh, whatever works for you, right? Yeah, that's it. And then he says, I'm really digging these uh, story time series. And Mr. Janusik sounds like he had a lot of great experiences in the pipe world. I'm looking forward to hearing more from him. And Appalachian Piper says, I'm loving the Storytime episodes. This episode in particular was incredibly enjoyable to listen to. All right, so keep those comments and questions coming. Email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. And we'll wrap this up in just a moment with a rant time. There's nothing quite like a good book or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through smokingpipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit, valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345. Cowboy. Cowboy. Well, this isn't a rant I've done before, and I'm going to do it again because it happened again, and I'm going to keep doing it until people realize how stupid they are when this happens. Here's what happened uh, at the Marriott, which was a great resort, great facility, uh, great staff. The problem was at 11 o'clock on Thursday and Friday, they closed 
closed their Starbucks location. 11 a.m. On uh, Saturday and Sunday, I think it was open till 1 p.m. So who who might at the hotel might have told the you know told the staff at the Starbucks you know what we've got the hotel is full we have a uh, we have an event with hundreds of people in house and they're going to be here all day uh, who might have told them you know what stay open until four or five stock up some on some extra sandwiches and stuff like that because. Again, the only place to get food during after breakfast in that hotel was the bar restaurant. Well, I didn't want a sit-down bar dinner some or lunch sometimes. I just wanted to go to Starbucks, get a cup of coffee, get one of their bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches or something like that. Grab it to go for lunch and, and a muffin or a cookie, but don't tell my wife. Uh, but I, that's all I wanted. So you'd think... You would think, you would think, and this has happened at airports and it's happened at other places. You would think that there would be a place open to grab and go, especially when you've got that many people in the building. Now they did have their little marketplace, but you know, again, I didn't want to go back up to the room and just keep the Starbucks open. You know, we're all running on adrenaline. Coffee would have sold real good. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's it. I'm done ranting. I'm also tired still, so probably not the best time to be doing a rant. But uh, so once again, thank you to everybody at the Chicago Pipe Show uh, for organizing a great event. Thank you to everybody that came up to me and said hello. New friends, old friends. Thank you to the four that uh, hopped on and recorded with me that actually worked out. <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you. Bum, 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 b